0: Welcome to The Spin Up, a podcast where we focus on spinning up your life without spinning out of control. I'm Carly. And I'm
1: Amy. And on this podcast, we talk about all things Peloton, fitness, nutrition, and
0: balance, offering you all of our tips and tricks that we've learned throughout our journeys. Tune in every Monday for a brand new episode. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Spin Up. See you on the leaderboard. Hey guys, welcome to episode 10. Yay, episode 10. 10 is my favorite number. <laughs> really? Side note. <laughs> oh my god, it's my birthday day. Ooh. Wait, love that. Love it. Episode 10. I like even numbers too. Okay, and that's what the numbers. Me Only even numbers. Me too. I won't do anything Wait, on like no, an odd number day. I used day. to be so crazy when I would like eat goldfish when I was little, I would have two at a time. Like it had to be oh an even gosh. number. Okay, let me move on. You guys are like, okay, she's crazy. Yeah,
1: what a way to start an
0: episode. <laughs> We're starting this off on a great foot. So anyways episode 10. In this week's episode, we are talking about confidence. Yes. I love this topic because it's so important to constantly work at confidence. So we're going to talk
1: through all the different ways that you can do that. And we actually have our first guest today,
0: which is really exciting. Um, The first guest of many, I may add, we have a lot of awesome things lined up for you guys. Um, So that's pretty much it. I mean, on that topic. We have a lot yep. more to say, trust me. Exactly.
1: <laughs> we have a couple quick updates for you guys before we jump into the episode today. We did kick off our 10 day, 10 minute arms toning challenge. So we're in the middle of that and mm-hmm. we appreciate everyone who's joined. Um, it's been super exciting. Yes, and my so arms much are
0: on fun. fire. Oh my <laughs> gosh, so much fun. I'm like loving every second of this challenge. Arms toning workouts are my absolute favorite. Mine too. So, They're so fun. Loving it. Um, Other than that, we also... The giveaway is still running, so you could explain how to enter again, just in case you guys are behind. There's a giveaway going on right now. Yep,
1: so the giveaway is basically... Um, Well, first and foremost, we're giving away a $50 (laughs) Amazon gift card as well as a Peloton water bottle. And the way to enter is just by simply um, subscribing, rating, and reviewing our podcast on Apple. And the way that you could be sure to make sure that we know you entered is by DMing us or emailing us. screenshot of your review and as a side note it does take a day or two for the reviews to get approved by apple so if you screenshot it before you post it that's totally fine um our instagram is at the spin up
0: and our email is spin up your life at gmail.com yes and you guys could also just so you guys know get an extra um entry from sharing the giveaway post to your story Mm -hmm. which um is really cool because then you have two entries. Exactly,
1: and it'll be really exciting when we do our little raffle poll to see who the winner is. So it's not too late to enter the giveaway, so definitely take
0: advantage of that. Um, I think we should – what day does it end again? I think – please hold. We're going to look it up. I think it's February – um the 22nd the 22nd okay so the giveaway ends on february 22nd so that's good at least you guys know yes Um, so get your entries in before then and without further ado the episode on confidence will be beginning very shortly
1: Hey guys, welcome back to episode 10. Today we're super excited because we have our first ever guests on the Spin Up Podcast. Today we have with us Carly and Mia from the Mostly Balanced Podcast. And we're gonna be talking all about confidence today. So really, really important topic in really the realm of all parts of life. So Mm -hmm. we're super excited that they're joining us for this topic. Mia, Carly, we would love for you girls to introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about your background, how you met and how your podcast came to be.
2: Yes, of course. Hey guys, it's Carly. This is going to get a little confusing with two Carly's (laughs) on here. (laughs) Thank you so much for having us and very exciting to be a part of your episode 10. I feel like that's a big milestone and this is going to be such a fun topic, but as you said, we are Mia and Carly. I am Carly. I'm half of the Mostly Balanced podcast, and we both are located in New York City. We met seven years ago now at an advertising agency where we worked together, and then about three years later, we kind of reconnected, bonded over, really over our previous failed relationships, <laughs> and and a few years later, a few years into the friendship, we decided to start our podcast. And Mia can give some more detail on that. Yes. So I'm Mia. I'm the
3: other half of Mostly Balanced. And yes, when Carly and I kind of rekindled our friendship, now I guess four year four or five years ago, we would just be G chatting at work and talking about the fitness classes we were loving, the wellness trends, the goals we had in our careers that we weren't getting, like sitting at our desk jobs. And also, like Carly said, we had very similar past relationships. And I was going through a big relationship change. And Carly was that person I turned to for so much advice. And we would be G-chatting at work about these topics and then realized that the things that we love and the things that we gravitated towards are things that so many other people I'm sure could relate to. So we decided to bring our conversations to a public forum. And that is how Mostly Balanced really came to be.
0: I love that the story of a friendship, a good friendship. And I love that
1: you guys became friends like a little bit later too, as adults, because um, I know you guys talked about that at one point in the podcast, but Carly and I sometimes talk about that too. Like it's, Definitely a different dynamic to make friends as an adult. So it's really cool that you guys did that because you were kind of like in the same place, whereas some of your friends from high school or college maybe grew to different paths or in different ways. So I love the fact that you guys became friends later in life, just like we did.
0: Yeah, that's true too. Um, Okay, so moving on, our favorite thing to do at the beginning of every episode is say our quotes of the week. So we decided instead of telling our quotes of the week this week you guys could each choose a quote and tell us your quotes of the week so
3: yes so my quote that I chose uh, is we are what we repeatedly do and I love this quote and the concept of just how you how you show up for every single day the way you handle all of the situations in your life, like that all adds up to who you are as a person. And it just helps. It's a reminder to show up as your best self every day.
2: That's such a good one. Yeah, I love that. I have so many, it's so hard to choose. And I love <laughs> that you guys start your episodes with a quote, but one that's really sticking in my head today. And a lot of mine are running related, just having the When I ran my first marathon, I would look up like a million different mantras and quotes that would help me get through those tough miles. And one of my favorite ones was run the mile you are in. And I feel like this can relate to life too, because sometimes you start really getting hung up on the past or worried about the future. But if you just focus on what you're doing now, that's going to be most beneficial.
1: I love that. one, And I think that's something a lot of people struggle with. We're always focused on like our bigger picture goals, but it's really just focus on like today. What do you have to get done today? So I love that one. That's really good. And I think that um, everyone else is going to love it too. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, so as we talked about today is really going to be all about confidence. Now you guys are obviously two very confident women who have kind of paved this path for yourselves and started this podcast and are wanting to inspire people. So we really wanted to hear from you guys and what does confidence truly mean to you? So like, how do you think about confidence in your day-to-day
2: life? So for me, it's so hard to define, but for me, it really means embracing both your strengths and your weaknesses and really showing up as the truest version of yourself that you can be in that moment. So obviously a huge focus of that is embracing your weaknesses, but embracing your strengths is just as important. And I think that sometimes you can be blind to your strengths or to your weaknesses. It really depends on where you are in life. We had one episode early on with uh, health coach from Noom, p Athens. And he was talking about how so many people, most people are so close to being like the best version of themselves, but they're getting so hung up on just like one or two little things that they want to change. And I think that confidence really means embracing your full self, no matter where you are in life. That's
0: so
3: yeah, good.
2: I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like touched by everything.
0: you <laughs> I keep frowning because I'm like, I believe yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> it's
1: very true it's like being self-aware enough to know what are my flaws like and how can I go to solve that issue or work on that problem rather than letting it kind of hold you back so I think that's great we, we appreciate that insight there um
3: Carly would you like to ask the next
0: question oh wait but Mia do you have anything else to add to that
3: I totally, <laughs> I totally echo what Carly said, but yeah. to me, just having confidence is just being able to show up as your full self and being so comfortable in your skin. And that, like Carly said, is embracing all of those flaws, which is, or all of your vulnerabilities, but being, just being comfortable showing up as you are in any situation. And it took me a while to kind of reframe confidence in my mind like that and realize that, It's not about being perfect. It's not about having Mm -hmm. no flaws and having this image of yourself that's super positive. It's just being able to be like unabashedly yourself. Yeah, and accepting all those, the good and the bad,
0: because, I mean, we're all different and we all bring different things to the table. Yeah. Um, Okay, so do you guys have any like specific confidence role models or people that you look up to and for confidence?
2: I honestly don't. I, I was trying to think really hard about this and I feel like it's really something that you have to find in yourself. So the word role model really like kind of, it's tough for me in the confidence realm. I think that there's, that being said, there's obviously so many people who have given me great advice or who I really look up to because of how confident they are, but don't necessarily consider them like a role model. I feel like it's just, it's tough because so many of the public figures that you might look up to, you really only see them on social media. And so you really only see them for the most part when they are at their best. I think now it's like, people are opening up a little bit more, but that's kind of a huge part of what made us start Mostly Balanced and want to have these conversations with different people because we get to hear from them outside of what you might see on social media. So we might have a conversation like, we had Sari Diskin from, um, she used to be Eat Well with Sari, but a big Instagram influencer. We had her on our podcast and she talked a lot about confidence and that might not be something that you even know she would struggle with. And she is one who's very open about it on Instagram, which we appreciate, but it can be tough to kind of judge what people's lives are like based on social yeah. media.
0: I completely agree with that. It's so true. Instagram's a highlight reel, social media is a highlight mm-hmm. reel, even this podcast, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, with everything, I think you never know what someone's truly going through, like on the inside or behind closed doors. So like, it's true, like looking at someone and saying, I want to emulate their confidence. Like, is it false confidence or is it real confidence? Like you don't truly know what they're thinking on the inside, because like you said, somebody could be on social media, a huge influencer and people think they're great. They're perfect, but that's not always the case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: I, I totally agree with that and I feel like growing up for me like there wasn't social media you literally would look up to like competent role models who were portrayed in like magazines or on tv as these yeah. beautiful like large personality people with these um, like, seemingly perfect life and they're super confident in their own skin and I do really like that now like I don't I kind of agree I don't really have one specific person but I think it is because now, like I'm able to see all of these people are becoming a little bit more open uh, talking about their vulnerabilities, opening up about insecurities, like talking about imposter syndrome, like things where you mm-hmm. think they they have this image of being super comfortable and then they kind of break that wall down for you and let you see their true selves. So to me, like all of our podcast guests have been huge inspirations for me in confidence because they're doing what they love they are so authentic and they're so passionate about what they're doing and they're like in living in full alignment but they're not coming on our podcast or and telling us that everything's perfect and they had a even smooth path of getting there everyone's so willing to talk about the challenges and that's kind of similar to what i was saying in my first answer it's just being so comfortable with who you are and embracing all of the Everything that makes you you, if whether it was a challenge or a vulnerability or an insecurity, but they're still to me, even admitting and talking about those things so openly, like they're still super confident role models to me.
2: Yeah. And I loved what Amy said earlier like self aware. That's the perfect term to mm-hmm. put on it because confidence and self awareness, I think, are so intertwined.
0: I totally agree. I like how you guys said that you don't have confidence role models. Because yeah.
2: honestly, I was looking at that
0: question as I was typing it. And I was like, I can't think of one. Yeah. <laughs> because it, you're right. Like everything that you said is completely true. It's, it's hard to look up to someone for confidence when, like you said, you have no idea what they're going through and you have to find confidence within yourself. Really, it's not, you can't take someone else's confidence anyway. So exactly. Yes, yeah,
2: so true. Yeah. And it can lead to comparison, which I feel like can just Mm -hmm. bring your self-esteem and confidence down. So it could be counterintuitive. Mm -hmm. Comparison
0: is a whole nother rabbit hole, right? I can talk about
2: that for days. (laughs) Yep.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
1: So we want to hear from you guys. And so the question really is, has there ever been a time when you felt like you weren't confident? And I'm going to assume that the answer is yes, because I think we probably been there. So we would love to hear from each of you kind of talking about a time in your life when you know you really struggled with your confidence and kind of how you overcame that.
2: I laughed to myself because the first thing that came to my mind was literally every single Pilates reformer class that I've ever taken because I'm so bad at that machine. (laughs) And I have a thing where I I really used to struggle with, I would hate workouts if I wasn't good at them. And I had to really figure out a difference between not being good at it and not liking it. Like if I just didn't like it, then I'm just not going to do it. But if I'm just getting frustrated because it's something that I'm not comfortable or confident in, then I try to just embrace it even more. But I mean, but in all seriousness, obviously, yes, as you said, there are plenty of times when I don't feel confident and just like, you can't be expected to be happy all the time. You can't be expected to be confident all the time. And it's again, just the important thing is how you show up in those situations and how you embrace it. And if I feel like I'm not confident say in that Pilates reformer class, and I just don't go back, then I'm going to feel worse. But if I end up going back and embracing it and finding out, giving it a chance, seeing if I like it or not, then at least I'll come out of it feeling like a little bit stronger and a little bit more proud of myself that I embraced something that I wasn't very confident in.
1: Definitely. So it's like that result, that end feeling that keeps you going to help you build your confidence a little bit more. And Something I always say is like, confidence is like a muscle, you have to keep yeah. building at it. So I love that you used exercise and a class like that as your example, because I, I think it really does relate. Like think of it as a muscle, you have to constantly work at it. It's yeah. not, you can't just say, oh, I built my confidence. Now I'm a confident person. Like, <laughs> no, you've got to keep working at it. So that was great. Thank you for sharing that, Carly.
3: Yeah, I love that too. But when I, when you asked this question, the first thing that popped into my head was just college, college as a whole, (laughs) (laughs) and I probably like seemed confident, but I so was not like I was in, I had no idea what I was doing in my career yet, obviously, but I had no, like it was just so much uncertainty and I wasn't confident in where I was going. I was in an extremely toxic relationship where I was like, not showing up with any self-worth because it was just a relationship that was constantly putting me down. I had no fitness routine. Like Mm -hmm. I'd go to the gym and go on the elliptical. And I think like all of those things together just equaled no sense of self. Like I didn't know how to show up career wise. I didn't feel like I had a passion that I was on, on a track to achieve. Like this relationship was wearing me down and I didn't have the confidence or even like self-worth to put an end to it and just be like I can I'm fine without you and then I think fitness plays a huge role into that too because I don't think I had something that I was turning to that I felt really good at that was making me feel better every day and I think when you can kind of master one of those areas and find something that you are really good at like you're Doing something every day that makes you feel better, you are appreciating the things that make you you, then you're able to like put those puzzle pieces together and show up as a more confident person. So I don't know if that was just like immaturity at the time, if a lot of other people can relate to that feeling of like floundering around at that young age, or if I also just had a harder time kind of is figuring out who I was and what I was good at and what I wanted and who I wanted to be. Like those were all questions that were unanswered at the time. I can totally relate to
0: that whole, that entire thing (laughs) you said, especially like, I feel like when I was in college, I was looking, and even when I graduated college, I was looking for other people to say good things about me to give me confidence. And it would like fuel my, Oh, now I feel better about myself because someone just said mm-hmm. oh, they liked my shirt. It. I think what you said it it makes a lot of sense, and it and it's really it's true. Um, when you're looking towards other people too, like I was to fuel your your fire and your confidence, you're really I wasn't confident at all, but. Like Amy was right too. Confidence is a muscle. So we're, we're all working on it. And it comes back to, it has to come from within you, you mm-hmm. know,
1: like, and I think, you know, you mentioned, can other people relate or did I just have a hard time? I think that's absolutely something everyone can relate to. It sound like, sounded like you had a couple different things that were like kind of causing that. But I think at the minimum, everyone can have one of those components impact them at some point, whether it be a toxic relationship or unknown future their fitness wasn't on point like I think no matter what we've all struggled with that at one point or another so it's
0: completely relatable exactly exactly especially like a bad relationship can really you know bring your confidence down so much because you believe everything that that person is you know saying to you or I don't know whatever yeah
3: and like you were saying like I kind of use that relationship as validation and like a lot of the, the, like exactly what you just said, looking to other people for a positive approval. And that just isn't, that's nothing to rely on for true confidence in yourself.
0: Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. But I'm happy that we're all Past it, I guess. <laughs> yes.
1: So, in looking back at these times that you guys had, what would you say are a couple of the major things that you maybe did to start improving your self confidence, your self worth, your self esteem? Like, what did you really do to start digging deep inside to start kind of shifting that narrative?
2: I have a bunch of things, but I'll just name a few and then Mia, you can share a few too. So, I mean, first of all, I think. I would definitely recommend therapy to anybody who wants to strengthen that relationship with themselves. And then something that we've talked about a little bit already, but just that level of self-exploration. So you can become more self-aware. So for you, whether that means through meditation, journaling, mantras, quotes, like stuff like that, I think that that can be super helpful. But then my number one tip would of course be to remove any toxic relationships. So this is just a huge thing. And you just mentioned it, but we've said already that this level of self-esteem and confidence has to come from within, but you're not going to find that within if you're in a toxic relationship. And I've had firsthand experience with this, like to the max, which we've talked about on our podcast. And I was never, I don't think I had in college, like Mia was saying, I don't think I did have issues with self-esteem and confidence. Like I'm grateful that I didn't, but then after college with that toxic relationship, it really brought it down so much. So it took getting out of that and then a bunch of other tools that helped, but never would have been able to improve it if I had stayed in that relationship. And that can be like a friendship too, or a work relationship with a coworker, a boss, a family member, any type of like relationship, friendship in your life that is not positive. I think just like has got to go. Otherwise you're not going to have that level of self-esteem that you should have. Yeah,
3: definitely. I mean, therapy is like number one of the number top, top answers to this question for me. I have been in and out of therapy for years and it's super helpful. And I think a lot of just finding self-confidence and building your self-esteem is just gravitating to the things that make you happy and the things that you love. So similar to what Carly said, yes, remove anything that's making you feel like not your best self. Mm -hmm. Like that was for me getting out of that relationship too. But then also realizing the things that I am good at and recognizing those in myself. So even if it's that reminding myself or journaling and writing that down and saying, like writing down all the things I'm good at and reminding myself of those things every day or at moments of weakness or doubt at work or doubting myself in any situation, focusing on the things that I'm actually really good at and I think that we should all give ourselves a little bit of more praise than we do and then doing the things you love so if I start my day every day with a workout that I love that's going to make my day so much better because I already accomplished something or and did something for me that made me feel better so for me that exercise therapy And like those mantras of like telling, reminding myself what I'm good at are all ways that I think can boost your self-esteem.
2: Yeah, and even just like trying new things because even if it's something that you don't end up liking or sticking with, I think, I don't know, it boosts my self-esteem when I try something new Mm -hmm. or even like make a new recipe or something like that. You just feel good about yourself because you did something that outside of your comfort zone.
0: I, I agree with that completely. And I like how you guys both kind of said to cut out the toxic things, whether it's a relationship or even, you know, a friendship or people in general, even social media, there are so many toxic accounts that people look up to so much. And I mean, I got rid of all of those a while ago. But <laughs> I think that you have to recognize, you know, what, um, what's negatively affecting you and your confidence and cut those out, just like you guys said.
3: Yeah. yeah. And Carly and I talk about this a lot too. It's Remi- remembering and reminding yourself of what you actually want to be doing. I feel like we talk so much about how we grow up thinking we're supposed to be doing a certain thing, or we start something, and years later, we were like, why are we doing this? Like Just because we decided once that we had to, or just because this was the path we were on. Like That toxic thing can even be anything you're engaging in day to day that's just not making you happy, and people can need to be okay with changing that like stop doing the things you don't like to do so I agree that toxic thing can really be anything or anywhere yeah
0: it's so easy to get stuck in that routine and just be like oh well it's part of my life so this is just how it is but we have the ability to control our future and our destiny so
1: yeah and I love how everything you guys mentioned is something that's really tangible that anybody listening can take away and implement basically immediately. Like, and I want everyone listening to understand that like, these are really, really helpful tips Mm -hmm. that you can start tomorrow or in five minutes. Like, and we all should be evaluating these things and looking at it. Like, are we really like writing down our our goals and aspirations? Are we journaling? Are we looking back? Are we we going to therapy? Like, do we need to go to therapy? And I think everyone should go to (laughs) therapy, but it's like, Ask yourself these questions, evaluate where you're at. Like what is toxic? That's hurting me. Mm -hmm. So I encourage everyone listening to really go through that exercise as soon as you can,
0: because it's going to turn your life around really quickly. Yeah, for sure. Um, So other than that, how do you guys find confidence within yourself? I guess we kind of already chatted about this, but embracing imperfections, things like that. um, I feel like it's really easy. We're all our, our own worst critics. You know, so how do you guys um, find the confidence within yourself to actually embrace those imperfections that you see? Maybe other people don't see them because chances are no one does but yourself. But um, what are your tips for that?
2: Well, I'm glad that you brought up social media because I think that that's something that can really make you notice your own imperfections when you're seeing all these people that look like they have it all or that look like they're perfect. And for me, I think for a while I was following so many accounts who we're like the exact same person, like so many similar <laughs> accounts. And, and I honestly think it sounds like kind of like obvious but I think even just diversifying the people that I follow on social media makes me realize that everyone is different and everyone has like great things about them that if like, I might not recognize the great things that set me apart. So I think just like having a range of people, obviously taking a break of social, from social media helps even more, but just like making sure that you realize, again, like you said earlier, it's a highlight reel and not everybody has it as together as they seem like they do. And like, again, like I said earlier, even just in what confidence means to me is just like, I just try to embrace those things. Like, I think that I could sit here and list things that like I wish I could change about myself, but I think that I feel so much differently now than I would have 10 years ago about so many of those things, just because now I feel like they all make me who I am and I don't really like regret things. I just try to like embrace every single kind of flaw, even if it's not exactly how I would want it to be. Yes, I agree with that. And for me,
3: I feel like It's just being really comfortable in my own skin. So I look up to like comedians who could just get on stage and be themselves. And they don't they they're putting themselves out there in a way that like I look at and don't didn't know if I could ever do like that type of persona where you can just show up as you are, say what's on your mind, speak your opinion. I've also like always really looked up to people who just voice their opinion all the time. Like whether it's a political opinion or just speak up for something they believe in. I think it took me a long time to, um, be comfortable and confident in even when I'm like saying and bringing to a conversation, maybe not like with friends, but in work or like how I'm, what I'm speaking out on social media about, like, I feel like what you said earlier, Carly, about like needing the validation or needing like someone else to kind of give you a compliment or like a kind of pre-approve or like mm-hmm. at least be stand behind you and like applaud you for what you're doing I needed to like let go of that and realize like ev- the, what I'm saying is valuable I'm different than other people I don't have to compare myself to all of these other big personalities or everyone else in the room like I'm different and what I'm bringing to the table is still valuable and my opinion is my opinion I don't need to like make my opinion more like yours so that's what, when I think about confidence too, it's like really thinking about those people that are very strong-willed and really confident in what they're saying. So that's kind of how I've just embraced myself fully and just stand behind what I actually think and what I actually want to say.
2: Yeah. And I also want to mention that, like, it's still something that I struggle with all Mm -hmm. the time. I think that I've gotten better at it just because like I had to, like, I also, it's funny, I have a twin sister. And so growing up, I feel like I constantly was on one hand, like comparing myself with her and like nonstop, but on another hand, always trying to trying to be different and trying to set myself apart. So I feel like I was lucky to kind of like want to like have different things that made me different, but it definitely did also make me realize things that like, Oh, how come she's good at art and I'm not or something like that so it's just like that constant comparison and it's still a struggle every day whether it's with a family member a friend social media especially with like timelines and stuff like that which we've talked about a lot on um on mostly balanced but just like that comparison can it can be really really like a a tough game to play yeah exactly comparison
0: gets the worst of all of us and You know, once you start comparing, it's a downward, it's a downward hill from there. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's important that you
1: did say that it's something you still struggle with, because I think it's important for people to know that, like we were talking about earlier with a lot of the Instagram accounts and people are becoming a little bit more transparent about it, but we need to constantly Remind people of that. Like, we are all still working through it. These are the things that have helped you, of course, along the way. And there's always going to be those waves, those up and downs where we're going to feel really confident one day. The next day, we might Mm -hmm. not feel as confident. So I love that you mentioned that and appreciate you mentioning that. Um, And with that being said, we can kind of. So I know you did talk through a little bit Pilates and how on the reformer you didn't feel super confident with working out. So we'd love to know like how your relationship with fitness and exercise kind of goes along with confidence and what are some things that you've done to, I guess, like work through that. I know you talked on the Pilates portion a little bit, but what else can you tell us about that journey?
2: Yeah. So to be completely honest and it might sound dramatic, but running races, actually changed my life and changed the way I view pretty much everything because you really, you see what you're capable of. And even in the beginning, if you have doubt that you won't be able to do it, that's like, that's almost even better. In my opinion, I remember starting to train for my first marathon. And I always, when I was running half marathons, I always said I would never run a full. I just like, didn't feel the need to, but then of course I ended up signing up for one. And I remember going on my first training run and the first training run is 10 miles. So it's like, you're already just getting right into it. And it was so hard. I remember like, and I had run half marathon. So I had run that amount before, but running is such like a use it or lose it kind of thing. And I remember that 10 mile run was so tough. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to do it. But then I kept going and I stuck with the training plan. And then when I ran that first marathon, like then I was able to look back on that moment and say like, wow, remember when I didn't think I could do it. And I think that that's such a good tool to use in any area of your life. Because if you don't have those days where you feel like you can't use the reformer machine, or you feel like you can't finish your run or your Peloton ride or whatever it is, then you're never going to get to have that feeling of looking back and thinking, wow, remember when I thought I couldn't do this. And that's honestly the best feeling ever. It feels so much better than doing something that you knew you could do all along. So Mm -hmm. I think that that really changed my relationship with so many things in life but especially working out because now if i go to a class that's hard or i try something new that's hard and again i realize like i don't not like it i just don't like being bad at things i can then <laughs> realize wow it's going to be so much fun when i'm actually good at this and i can keep doing it and like for me right now it's dance cardio and i'm like so uncoordinated but then now that i've been doing it the whole quarantine i'm like wow remember when i couldn't even remember like this combination kind of thing and it just really like makes it that much better
3: Yeah. I love that too. I feel like I'm not a runner, but like I've done some half marathons and that feeling of looking back at day one and seeing how far you've come is so exciting. (laughs) But for me, oh, sorry. No, keep going. For me, I feel like my relationship with fitness completely changed. Like the day I decided I'm not working out with an end goal of like looking a certain way and like wanting to lose weight or anything like that. And like, thinking about it and having this question placed at this part of our episode when we've talked so much about confidence, like the reasons for exercise at that point or like feeling not confident in myself, like using exercise as a way to get confident, but I wasn't there yet. And I think the day I realized or decided I'm going to start exercising because it feels good and movement is fun and makes my day better. And it's something I like to do. And that was finding a class that I really loved. Like it wasn't something I dreaded waking up and having to like fit into my schedule because I need to work out. It became this thing that I just liked to do every day because it was a fun class. It was an uplifting, there was an uplifting instructor. It lifted my mood. Like those were the reasons that I wanted to show up and exercise or get a workout in. And that is when I really just, like my, my whole relationship with fitness changed and it made me much more confident because it took away all those negative feelings and it was solely about the positive feeling it was bringing me. Yes,
0: yes. 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 I love what you said about no goal. I feel like what happens and we talked about this a little bit last episode, but finding your why is so important. And sometimes your why could be skewed, you know, and, you know, working out because it makes you feel good not because you hate yourself or, you know, you don't like this about you or so on and so forth. But also like Carly said, you know do things over and over and you'll get better and then you could look back at that and be like oh my gosh that was so cool I think it's awesome that you guys both did half marathons and marathons I think did you do one too I didn't no okay I would love to though yeah that's honestly one day
1: yeah yes. it's like
0: a far off goal she's really far away I have to chase that goal but <laughs> <laughs> But it's cool because eventually I could do that. And I and I think that that's really important to think about, you know, just because the first relating back to like maybe Peloton, the first ride you take or the first run you take might be the hardest thing you ever do. But, you know, by the 10th run or, you know, 100th run, it would be like, oh my gosh, I've gotten so much better. And that's why it's even cool to look at metrics, which we talk about all the
2: time. But I feel like I heard you guys say on one of your podcasts about doing an old run that like your first run going back and a ride or whatever it is going yeah. back and doing it again. And I could see how that would be like really rewarding, but also it could be, sometimes it could be even harder the next time you go back to it because like you put even more into it.
0: Yeah. I totally agree. Then you're like, Oh my gosh, wait, this is easy at first and now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's true. No. And it honestly, like, I love the concept of being able to look back and say, like, I didn't think I can do this or I didn't want to do it in the moment, but I pushed through and I did it and I got better for it. So I really do love that contrast and it's
0: something that we definitely talk about very often. Um, Okay. So I guess that that's all we have to close up this episode on confidence, but before we end it all I want to first of all say thank you guys because honestly I feel like I could listen to this episode over and over and over and over and get so much from it you guys have such good things to say about confidence things that even you know maybe we know but we forget
1: I think honestly I took a lot away from this conversation and from what you guys said because I think for me I'm somebody who tries super hard to pretend i have it all together and mm-hmm. it's something i've worked on in therapy i'll never forget my first therapy <laughs> session she's like you're sitting there like trying to look perfect but your mind
3: is like swirling in a thousand <laughs> directions and
0: like, yeah
1: it is <laughs> and that's when i knew
0: she was going to be my therapist
2: <laughs> that's amazing <Right> me. <laughs> so, sometimes but, you have to just put on the good face and then like your attitude will follow it but no thank you guys it's so great that you're using your platform to have these conversations it's something that everyone could benefit from no matter where they are in life yes
3: thank you so much and like I don't want to sit here and feel like a pillar of confidence like I, we are working on this every day and it is something that you have to continue to remind yourself. So thank you for inviting us on to talk about it. And this was so much fun. You guys are building a really amazing platform. So are you girls? Yeah,
1: so are you. And we would love if you can tell our listeners where they can find you and how they can listen to the podcast and find you on social. Yes.
3: So our handle is at Mostly Balanced Podcast, and we are available anywhere you can listen to podcasts on Apple or Spotify or any, any of your preference.